all of the forecasting models have been thrown out the window. You really don't know what to expect. You know, just when you think it's going to be a, a terrible market, the market has the kind of bull run that it's had over the last 18 months, two years. And then just when you think the good times are going to continue, there's all sorts of other factors and circumstances that come into play that are kind of turning off the taps. You're listening to Elevate, the official podcast of Elite Agent for real estate industry sales professionals, property managers and leaders. With thanks to our partner Connect Now, Elevate brings you the best tools, thinking and strategies to elevate your results. To get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast, visit joineliteagent.com. And for more information about how Connect Now can make moving easier on your clients, visit connectnow.com.au. Here is your host, Samantha McLean. Welcome to an episode of the Elevate podcast where we delve into some of the most interesting minds in business and in real estate for the very best tips and strategies for you to implement to elevate your business. I'm Samantha McLean, editor of Elite Agent and host of today's show. Today I'm pleased to welcome an international guest to the Elevate podcast with Simon Bray joining us from Canada. Simon is the president of Canada's premier property portal, rew.ca. So Simon, welcome to the show. Thanks, Samantha. Good to be here. At the moment, you're in Vancouver, I think, but originally you're from South Africa and you've also spent time in Europe. I've done a bit of stalking online. Um, how did you come to be in Canada? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. I, I am originally from South Africa. I, I kind of born and bred in Johannesburg and ended up in, uh, in Durban on the East Coast for many years. Um, and that's actually where I got my start in, in the property portal world and, and real estate marketplaces. Uh, as they called out here in North America. But um, from, from there, I kind of was exposed to this ecosystem and this world that I knew nothing about. And, you know, any country you can think of has the need to search and find uh, your next home. And so real estate websites, portals look very similar in a lot of different countries around the world. And so the career developed for me and I ended up working in a number of different parts of the world. And uh, I was based in Western Europe for a while. We had a, a few portals around the world within the group that I was working for there. But North America is a very different animal when it comes to real estate marketing, real estate industry, uh, the agent universe. And so I, I always had an interest in it. And then an opportunity came up in, in Canada uh, and I've ended up here with rew.ca and we're doing some exciting things, innovating in, in the space here. But uh, yeah, a little bit of a, I guess, a, a journeyman uh, career around real estate marketing in different parts of the world. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm super interested to dig into some of that, actually, and particularly some of the innovative stuff that you're doing in the portal space. But I guess before we do a, a deep dive into that, we should talk a little bit about the market, because it's been interesting times here in Australia for the last 12 months, um, you know, post pandemic. What's happening in Canada at the moment? Interesting times, indeed. Uh, it's been a roller coaster. It's been wild. I mean, I've been in the portal industry uh, long enough and, and in different parts of the world to know that usually it's very, very cyclical. It's, it's extremely seasonal as a business. Um, certain times of the year are moving seasons and certain times of the year are not moving seasons. And so you tend to see this very stable pattern in real estate demand, uh, but that's changed completely in the last two years, like all of the forecasting models have been thrown out the window. You really don't know what to expect. You know, just when you think it's going to be a, 
a terrible market. The market has the kind of bull run that it's had over the last 18 months, two years. And then just when you think the good times are going to continue, there's all sorts of other factors and circumstances that come into play that are kind of turning off the taps. And so in Canada, we're seeing a little bit of that play out. Um, the macro factors uh, around a shortage of housing supply, uh, very high property values and property prices, um, affordability constraints, uh, those macro factors haven't really changed in the last two or three years. In fact, they've probably got worse uh, with the run that was that was happening in the market. Uh, but certainly the recent uh, perception and the recent fear around interest rates rising and the rising cycle that we're in and the inflationary cycle that we're in is definitely putting some uh, breaks on the real estate market here. Uh, as well as well as I just think, you know, like any any run comes to an end at some point. I think in the context of a balanced and healthy real estate market, what we saw in the last couple of years was was nuts, as you say, and and difficult to sustain. Um, it was putting a lot of pressure on all sorts of people and players within the real estate industry. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, I guess you're keeping an eye on other places in the world as well. Um, you know, what about some of the other markets? I mean, do you keep an, an eye on what's happening in South Africa and, and places like that too? As I said, it's quite a small uh, network, uh, or, or should I say it's quite a small industry, these, these property marketplace businesses. They're, they're one or two big players in every country. And so once you kind of know the players, uh, as I do, and you're kind of like in contact with their, with their leaders, you kind of stay in touch with their markets just through, through those relationships. And so... I have been aware of what's going on in other parts of the world, and it has looked remarkably similar sort of wherever you are. Um, I think there was just this broad awakening through the pandemic of the value of, of housing uh, as not only an asset class, but as a, as a social uh, requirement. And so people just, you know, really climbed into housing. And, and I think the most exciting thing for me is that, you know, my generation I say that generously, but, you know, the kind of millennial generation that had been somewhat out of the housing picture for a while, very experiential, you know, different choices, uh, not, not maybe the conventional choices of the, of the previous generations. They are the ones that have climbed in like, uh, you know, uh, left, right and center. They've, it has totally changed the perception uh, and, the, and the kind of value of housing to that generation. And I think that's pretty exciting for the long term um, in, in real estate, no matter where you are in the world. As far as real estate goes, like often, you know, like people like you and I talk from a point of view of our own real estate journeys, like they definitely impact, you know, the services that we provide out there. And I heard you recount the story of your like it was a red house, an ugly red house, I think, um, <laughs> on the beach in South Africa. So can you perhaps walk us through a little bit of your own property journey and how that impacted your approach to running a portal? Yeah, so the story that you refer to is, is like quite a, you know, it's quite a fun story. It's, it's, it's like everybody's um, idea of, hey, I've got this dream house, so I'm going to buy my forever home. Um, and uh, my wife and I had found this this beautiful place, and as real estate always is, it's pretty much beyond you at the time that you're interested in buying it. But we bought the place, and then we went through this incredible, you know, 
adventure of, of renovating it and, and ultimately having this home that we were super proud of right on the beach in, in Durban and looking forward to raising a family in it. And then opportunity comes knocking and you end up going to Spain in our case and you end up selling the place a couple of years later. And so you never really know what's down the road. Um, and that has certainly informed the way we think about uh, real estate uh, marketing and, and the, the role of the real estate marketplace. Uh, you know, we, we see that real estate for most people is that very uncertain adventure. It's like you set off on a course and a path. You don't know what's around the corner. You're going to be challenged. They're going to be like some serious um, mountains to climb. They're going to be some valleys to cross. And how, how do you go about doing that as the uninitiated? And I think that's where the role of real estate marketplaces needs to evolve. It's not just about aggregating the market and putting it online uh, as it was 20 years ago. It's got to be about creating a, a, a content experience, uh, but also a, a kind of guided uh, user experience that provides the kind of confidence that you need in an uncertain journey. Because that's the one thing that's often missing. It's like if you ask people about real estate and why they don't get into the game, there's often a fear factor or an uncertainty or a doubt or just a lack of, of education around it. And, you know, you need someone to help them break the seal and, and guide them and, and inspire them through the process. So that's where we think the role of the marketplace is evolving to. Um, and, you know, it's probably best placed to do that. Because if it does if it does its job well, it should represent the the market. It should represent all the listings, all the data points that you need to make informed decisions, all the best actors in the market. You know the professionals and the developers and the partners that can help you win. Um, yeah. So so as you say, a, a little a little anecdote about my personal journey, but recognizing that all of us have those personal journeys. Uh, and, and we're all starting somewhere and, and trying to figure this out. And real estate marketplaces can certainly be a great tool uh, to help you do that. Yeah, it is interesting because, you know, just in terms of, um, you know, buying and selling a house, I was reading a book the other day, um, you know, and it talked about this thing like the jobs to do. Like, you know, and there's so many jobs to do around moving that often, you know, hiring something like hiring someone, sorry, like a real estate agent, um, you might be hiring them to sell your house, but there's actually more jobs that need to be done around that. So, you know, I think it presents everyone with a bit of an interesting opportunity. But um, let's talk about REW, um, which, is, which is the portal, as I understand, in Canada. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of REW and where it where it came from and, and what the business looks like now? Uh, so, yeah, as you say, REW is a, is a large uh, listing and real estate search platform in Canada. And uh, it originally started uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s as a, as a newspaper. So, you know, aggregate all the listings. Uh, in the Metro Vancouver market at that point, because it started out here on the west of Canada uh, and presented to, to homeowners across uh, the city. And so I think at the height of that publication business, it was doing half a million copies a week with about 800 pages of real estate in it. So it's like 
this whole other model of real estate search where you know you take out the pencil and circle the ones you like um, so like a like a print magazine like a yeah just like a yeah. huge newspaper insert so think of the broadsheets just full of real estate um content uh then obviously you know with the advent of of web and and uh, different technologies both on the industry side and the consumer side the business has evolved over time and so today we're a completely digital technology platform uh, you know in-house software developers and product people and building and innovating our own tools and systems um, not too dissimilar to the real estate portals that you have in australia the likes of uh, you know, realestate.com and .au, and it's a famous sort of portal story around the world of, of a very valuable real estate uh, marketplace in a fairly small population relative to some of the other countries in the world. So you're often looked at as like the birthplace of the modern real estate portal, for better or worse. <laughs> Start, started in a garage too, as I understand. Yeah, yeah. Like all good tech businesses, yeah. That's a fascinating story. So yeah, REW's business has evolved from, from traditional media to digital media. And now we're taking a very much a, a specific and direct approach to creating this guided marketplace experience where um, you, get, you get involved in the journey of the home seeker more deliberately. So we've got a few different uh, product channels that help us do that. As an example, we've got REW1, which is a platform just for realtors to help. It's like an online reputation platform and it helps realtors um, present themselves effectively to the audience of home seekers uh, that are currently in the market. And that's a big deal out here, you know, profile of, of realtors, uh, con you know, the, the, the persona and the brand around uh, realtors or agents here is is a really interesting part of the difference between north america and the rest of the world you know in the rest of the world you see a lot of the reliance on the brokerage brand or the you know it's the harcourts it's the century 21 it's that kind of brand it's the ray white that you stand behind and you're one of their best agents out here it's a lot more about the agent himself building up a brand and a persona, leveraging platforms like ours, like Instagram, like TikTok, building a following, building a reputation, uh, and, and ultimately doing business under their persona. Uh, and the brand is like very secondary to that. So that's an interesting business. And then we've got other businesses like mortgage business called REW Money that does, does mortgage underwriting. So trying to get involved in different parts of the home seeker's journey. Yeah, interesting. And I read somewhere you mentioned that the property search needs to become more personalised and you've talked a bit about the journey today, but I think um, in the piece that I read, it was more like a real estate version of a Spotify or a Netflix account where they're constantly suggesting, you know, if you like that, you might like this. Um, what are some of the things that you think real estate portals are kind of lacking at the moment? Well, it's, it's really interesting that you bring that up because um, real estate portals, I think if 10, 15 years ago, were very much at the vanguard of bringing innovation to the way um, business was done online, particularly like, like this kind of large uh, high value purchase um, that real estate is. 
But then what's happened is they've been overtaken by a lot of different experiences. Uh, and, and so you mentioned a couple there around media, you know, how we consume media in Netflix or YouTube or Spotify is hyper-personalized. It's no longer um, search and find, it's, it's match and connect. It's like it's a different kind of modality. Uh, and I think in real estate, there is absolutely that opportunity to get more personal. Uh, you need to have all of the content. You need to publish it in a kind of user-friendly and, and experience-driven way. But I think there's another layer to that where you need to build these smaller communities around uh, different experiences, like personalized experiences. So are you an investor buyer inclined to new home purchases in particular projects? How can we build a really informed journey for you uh, versus somebody that's looking to you know, upsize from a, from a condo or an apartment to a, a detached home because you, you know, you've, you've got a growing family. And so I think there are those different use cases um, and portals have tried to do that. You know, I think they've tried to bring that kind of thing in, but then they've always ended up defaulting back to, yeah, there's a search bar, just like type in the area you want to look in and you'll see a bunch of listings. And I think if you look at a platform that I often cite, uh, somebody like Airbnb, they've, they've created a very different experience. They've basically defined uh, a host and defined a guest and created a uh, opportunity for experiences or for stays or for, and, and it's, 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 a, it's created a, a marketplace experience that's very different to kind of uh, search and find. Uh, it's more exploration based and the more you explore, the more you get kind of things that, that match what you're looking for. Um, but it's, it's a tough one to crack, you know, it's like, it's not easy. As I said, real estate is hyper-personal. Often when you start the process, you have no idea what you're looking for. So how is the machine meant to know what you're looking for? Um, so it is challenging. I know exactly what you mean with Airbnb because I remember staying in an Airbnb in Boston and it was recommending that um, that I go and do a painting experience with a local artist. Now, I mean, look, I didn't really know Boston or anything like that, but, you know, like I, I really wanted someone to suggest to me what I should do while I was there. And I'm not a painter either, but, you know, like I, yeah, it, it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because, you know, like I was impressed with you know, three or four hours with a local painter that um, was put in front of me, but, you know, was it quite on the mark? Maybe not. Maybe I would have preferred a cooking lesson or something. I don't know. You were one of the reviews that helped inform the matching for someone else. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess the machine gets smarter with, with more of the machine, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it is a tricky, it's a tricky journey to map out in real estate. You know, you don't do it very frequently. Uh, you know, those frequent transactions, whether it's listening to music uh, on, on Spotify or catching a cab somewhere or, you know, they happen with frequency so that there is a lot that machine learning and AI can do to facilitate that type of thing. When it comes to real estate, you know, your variables are significant. There's no, there's no like single product uh, that you're trying to match people to. The product is very varied and the buyer is very varied. And trying to match those two sides can be very, very difficult. That's why the approach that we're taking is to, to understand that that is true. 
you know, first of all, to recognize that everybody's different and they need, they have different needs. And then to try and create uh, a tech enabled experience rather than a tech driven experience. So you still have, you still have great realtors leveraging the platform or great agents leveraging the platform. You still have, in our case, this, this concept of a, of an advisor or a guide that can help you get connected to the right agents, the right information, um, you know, surface the kind of content that you want surfaced, but there's a human and technology aspect to it. Not just, a, uh, you know, the, the, the tech will recommend what you should buy because that is very challenging to do well, especially with that lack of frequency that you've got in real estate. Yeah. Well, you just reminded me too. I, I got, got an email from Spotify yesterday saying, based on your listening habits, here are some playlists we've made for you. Look, I like an 80s tune as much as the next 80s baby. Um, but then it recommended this old fogey John English, like, you know, and I'm like, hang on a second, I'm not that old. <laughs> like, you know, you, you can get into a bit of trouble as well. But, um, I mean, you know, like, yeah, the match the match thing's interesting. I mean, I was just impressed from a tech point of view that they got at least some of it right. And I think, you know, yeah. like maybe, maybe consumers are the same. But... Um, you just touched a minute ago on REW1, mm. which is um, an interesting project that has a real focus on personalization. Um, and this is for the agents who are mostly, you know, agents or listeners to this podcast. So um, REW1, as I understand, is focused on allowing agents to have, um, to be able to better personalize uh, the real estate journey and connect with their clients. Can you walk us through a bit of the approach that you've taken with that? Sure, sure, yeah. So, so um, you've actually given it a great introduction. I should explain it like that too. But yeah, we think about it as an online reputation platform for agents. And if our job as the marketplace is to connect intentful home seekers with the best agents in the market or the best partners for those home seekers to achieve their goals, uh, then creating a high fidelity view of that partner for the home seeker is like job one. You know, it's like I can't introduce uh, I can't introduce Samantha effectively to anyone unless I have a good idea of who Samantha is and you know, what she can do for you. And so the same idea sits behind REW1 is how can we create a, a profile, a rich, uh, personalized view of an agent uh, to their market? And Yes, you can do that on Facebook. Yes, you can do that to some degree on platforms like Instagram and, and TikTok. You can present a, a, a side of yourself. But what we do here is we obviously introduce realtors and, and agents to home seekers that are actually in the market. You know, So that's, that's the one big difference. But then the other difference is we take all of the success and data points and information we have about that particular agent and we publish it into a feed. So, so the idea is anytime you get a review or a testimonial, uh, every time you get a, a sale, uh, every time you list a new listing, uh, every time uh, you post a piece of content about your market or about yourself, we, we compile that and aggregate that and augment that into a profile that better represents you to the home seekers. And, and I think that's quite novel because even in, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of, of agent profiles on a lot of websites, they tend to be quite static. You know, they tend to be quite like, here's my name, here's the markets I serve, 
here's what I can do for you. Here's my, you know, my service or my value offering. But it doesn't tell you a lot about the social proof. It's not telling you like, hey, I've been super active in this market for 10 years and here's the evidence. And I think that's what we're trying to do with REW1 is create that evidential view, that living, breathing, dynamic view on an agent's business. And certainly in a, in a North American context where there's the sell side agent and the buy side agent, it's really important to, to match people with the right agents to see what business it is that they do every day. I think seeing that activity too is quite comforting because I, you know, I don't know if what you're describing there is a little bit like like a newsfeed or something like that, but you know, like I do think whenever I see an agent on LinkedIn with no activity on their profile, I think, well, why are they even still on there? But you know, like when I see someone with a lot of activity, I think, well, this is good. They're they're doing lots of stuff. They're out there in the marketplace. They're working hard. If they're working hard out there, they might work hard for me, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, absolutely. You know, whether we like it or not, we're in that era now where uh, the content about you online and on various platforms is a facet of your professional persona. Um, you know, the, the age of the, um, the stealth agent that does all the deals, but no one really knows who they are. I mean, that's a long, you know, that's, that's a long way in the rearview mirror. I think we're, we're at a point now where there are two modes, you know, either the market knows about you uh, because there are proof points everywhere you look of your activity and your excellence, um, or uh, you're the one out there on all of the platforms generating content, creating that persona, um, uh, you know, in some cases faking it until you make it, whatever it is, but you're trying to create and build a sense of who you are in these digital platforms. And so we're just trying to do that to some degree for the agent so that it's less effort for the agent to go and kind of tell the market about what they do and how they do it, but also for the home seeker, because we think that there should be a, a kind of independently ver verified social proof evidence-based um, marketplace for great agents. I mean, that's what I think the view, the view of marketplaces is not to make sure that everybody is equally represented on the platform. I think it's to make the market more efficient. And so if, if the top 20, 30% of agents are getting the lion's share of business, it's because they're giving people a better experience. And so marketplaces should create an environment that showcases those experiences. And so that's, that's a little bit about what REW1 is about. It's a tool for us uh, to do that. It's a platform for agents to to kind of do that with some level of automation. Yeah, and how has it been received by agents in in Canada? Yeah, I mean, we've got a very vibrant and and dynamic group of agents that work with us and I'm and I'm really, you know, thankful for that and pleased about the response that we've had to it. It's like any service that you put into the market, particularly innovative ones, they're always like a heap of different ideas and we continue to build and grow on that. But largely, this concept of online reputation building uh, is something very important uh, to North American agents, more so in the US than in Canada, but it's, it's taking hold in Canada as well. This realization that I'm not just in the, the broking business, uh, I'm also in the uh, content business. 
you know, if, if people can't see the activities that I'm doing, if they can't see the success that I'm bringing to clients, if they can't see a slice of me as this, this persona in the market, then uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do the business that I could have done. Uh, and I think that that penny is dropping with a lot of people. So yeah, it's been, it's been received really well. We've seen a lot of growth there, but I think we're right at the beginning of that as well. Uh, I think this is going to be like a long-term thing. You know, the listing is where people start, but the professional is the one that gives them the experience. And, and so the better that that professional is connected to the listing and to the home search, I think the, the better the overall experience is going to be. And so that's something that we're definitely working hard on here. Yeah, interesting. And so talking to the various portals here who, you know, we've gotten to know over the years in Australia, you find that a lot of them have got one eye on what Facebook are doing with their marketplace and one eye on Google and another half an eye over here on Amazon and you know, all the usual suspects, maybe even a couple of kids in the garage down the road. Yes. Um, is is there anyone sort of making moves out there that you've particularly got your eye on that you think, oh, this would work really well for us? We watch the industry quite carefully. I mean, me in particular, because I came uh, green to, to uh, Vancouver a couple of years ago, right at the outset of the pandemic. So that was a weird time to be, you know, forging new networks and kind of learning new markets. But um, we learn a lot from the players around us. The industry setup here is very different, you know, with two agents in every transaction, uh, that creates a lot of interesting nuance to the process. But in some ways, it liberates the marketplace, it liberates the portal uh, to focus on the buyer, to focus on the buy side, which is where most of the value of a portal sits. It's like, help me find a house, help me understand the neighborhood, help me understand um, and, and give me confidence that this is the right purchase for me. Uh, and, and so this buy side, sell side is very useful in our context. Um, but who are we watching with like a one eye open? I mean, there are obviously some mammoth players here. You know, you've got Zillow in the US and, and Zillow is like, I don't know, 200 million people a, a month on the platform. It's just, it's, it's mind boggling numbers. So we obviously keep them in view. Uh, here, our, our um, competitor set, if you like, is blurred between the traditional portal classified kind of marketing model and the brokerage model. And so a lot of the innovation is actually happening in the brokerage model. It's, it's agents bringing different models to the table. I mean, a very fast growing agent group out here is eXp. Yep. And uh, eXp has got this really novel uh, kind of networking approach where the agents are building each other's businesses, uh, as well as this kind of public NASDAQ listed business opportunity where they earn shares in the parent through their individual actions as an agent. So there's some really fascinating models and how that overlaps with our business is also interesting. It's like the bigger eXp gets by age membership, the bigger the home seeker uh, audience that they can aggregate. And then that's more in our part of the world. So, so yeah, I mean, between the brokerages and the um, large marketplace players in the US, we keep our eyes open. We're less concerned about the activities of the, of the, of the kind of big tech players. 
because I think they got their hands full with a lot of different things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Keeping everyone's um, information yeah. private, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. I've been asking this question a lot on the podcast lately because it occurred to me that it's 2022 and 2030 is less than 10 years away. But where do you see the future of real estate? I think the future of real estate, yeah, it's a really interesting question to try and try and answer because it's as important as it's ever been. It's more important, I think, than it's been for a long time. It feels this moment feels a little bit like the importance of real estate in the early 50s, especially to Western democracies. It's like it's a very um, important social requirement to get right. It's like the structure of the society is going to is going to depend to some degree on how we solve some of the real estate questions. Uh, and, and I refer specifically to like some of these macro problems, if you want to call them problems, this crisis of affordability, this pricing out of a generation, um, the, the uh, lack of supply in real estate markets driven sometimes by the bureaucracy. Uh, certainly, you know, in Canada, we, we have challenges with the bureaucracy around how you build new housing, uh, as well as the associated cost of that bureaucracy. Um, and and it feels like for 2030 to be a great outcome, we have to solve that housing availability and housing affordability crisis uh, quickly. Because I think there's been this, uh, at least from the, the older generations, kind of like the older Gen Xs and the baby boomers, there's been an incredible wealth, wealth realization in the equity of their homes whether it's in Australia or New Zealand or Canada or parts of the US, uh, you've, you've almost gotten rich by living in your house. And the problem is now there's a reluctance from those same people to expand the access and the availability to housing for all, because there's the sense that, oh, my price might not go up as fast as it used to go up. But that has a very like that has a socially damaging implication uh, if we keep on that track only, you know. Uh, the only reason that there is this great wealth is because in the 50s and 60s, there was this kind of boom of opening up areas, building housing, accommodating people, thinking about the future intentfully, not just the future from a financial point of view, but the future from a social and community point of view. So, so what does it look like in 2030? I'm super bullish about real estate. I think it's going to be a fantastic industry to be a part of, but I hope that we're able to solve some of these structural and, and, and endemic problems around affordability in particular and bringing more people into housing uh, because you know, then the, the future will be much brighter uh, you know, I don't want to be here in 2030 still talking about astronomic uh, property prices, uh, constrained volumes in the market. Um, uh, the only way to get in is, is you know, uh, because some uncle left you a windfall or the bank of mom and dad stepped in or there needs to be programs and, and opportunities created for the next generation. And I think marketplaces and agents 
are best placed to advocate for that. You know, it's not really about, you know, whether the price increased by 10% in a year that drives the real estate market. What really drives the real estate market is housing people. And, and how can we house more people? Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's, there's probably a lot of, I was just nodding my head then. I think there's probably a lot of people listening to this that are really nodding their heads because it's a big issue here as well. So um, I think we're all with you on that one. I, I hope that that does get solved well before 20. We just need to build, we just need to find a way to build more. And the exciting thing about doing that is the demand is there. You know, I've sat on the demand side now for almost 15 years and the demand has never been greater for real estate. Like people want to buy houses, people want to move, people want to, you know, enter this ownership economy. And that's an awesome problem to have. That's like a great problem to solve. It's like, it's, it's way worse when you're sitting there as a seller and no one wants to, to buy, you know? So, so we're in this great position where if we could stimulate supply, if we could build more houses, I mean, you can see what that could do for an economy like Canada, like Australia, is great opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Simon, it's been um, great to catch up with you and and to um, hear about you know your market in Canada and and talk about the similarities and differences. And I just want to say thank you for sharing some of that knowledge with us today. I ask this one final question of all of my guests: Do you have any tips or advice for real estate agents, or one thing that they must do as a result of listening to this podcast? I was actually in a conference in New York um, a couple of weeks ago. It was a really good um, meeting of industry professionals. Everyone was super engaged, I think, because the pandemic had starved them of each other's uh, uh, connection. But one of the quotes that stood out to me from listening to uh, a bunch of experts in the space speak was, if you're in real estate and you're not generating content, uh, what are you doing? And so that was an interesting, like thought stimulating one for me. It's like the content opportunity, the advocacy for uh, affordability, advocacy for new homes, um, content around your neighborhood, content around projects coming up in your neighborhood. Being, being a creator in real estate is definitely the future. It's, not, it's a way to build your pipeline as an agent, but I think it's also a way to add value to your community. Um, and so, so yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's a tip or not, but we're certainly kind of taking that to heart and figuring out how can we not just aggregate the market, but also commentate on it, create value uh, and generate opinion. I guess what you're doing on this podcast is a great example. Yeah, well, as a marketer, I love that answer too. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, that, that is a great tip. Simon Bray, thank you so much. Thank you, Samantha. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Elevate podcast with thanks to connectnow.com.au. Don't forget to get access to all of Elite Agent's premium resources, including a detailed episode guide for this podcast. Visit joineliteagent.com.